Welcome to episode 32 of the DC Drop, where we talk all the news in DC movies, TV, and comics, but we are going to be talking about Reign of the Superman, the new animated movie from DC. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. Yes, Reign of the Superman, the sequel to The Death of Superman, which will also be put together. They're going to be combined later this year into one film, uh, but the it is here. Uh, written by Tim Sheridan and Jim Krieg, directed by Sam Liu. Uh, non-spoiler-wise, before we get into anything crazy here, what were your thoughts, Travis? I really enjoyed this uh, capper of this two-part story time. Uh, I think it stacks up there with any of the DCAU. I love that it's in continuity. We have members of the Justice League in this. We have uh, a threat that we've seen before when it started this universe. And I just got to say, Lois Lane really stood out and shined in this movie is like we see everything through her perspective and I really enjoyed that. And it was nice to see her, uh, try and get over the death, not get over, but grieve the death of Superman in her way. But we find out that of course something is amok and she just shines throughout the whole movie. And I loved it. That was a great capper. Yeah, they did a, a fantastic job. The, the first half of this, The Death of Superman, was a, a really, really good story, really well te- told and a really good movie. And they did not um, fail to deliver on what they had set up with that first film when they did this one. This was a really, really good, like you said, conclusion capper to this story, but also a good jumping off point for farther stories in this universe that we're really just now getting introduced to, especially this Superman. We haven't had a ton of time with him, but this is a really good um, starting point for for future stories in this universe, I think. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I think it works separately from the death of Superman, but also together. Obviously, they're made together, and there will be payoff if you watch them back-to-back, either in theaters or when they're put together. Um, So I think they, they they both work well on their own and together, and I think... It's really tricky to adapt the whole death and return of Superman saga, but I think this captures, for the most part, captures the spirit of those original comics. Uh, Obviously, there are some changes to it, uh, some small, some rather significant, uh, and a lot of those make sense and and maybe even were done as well or or better than the original. Uh, Some things I didn't maybe didn't like as much, but overall, I think it's a really good, it's more of a, a fun action it's, there seems to be more action than the death of Superman, whereas there was the huge fight in the death of Superman, the the Doomsday Battle. But there's more action throughout this, and it's more, um, it's seemingly more lighthearted, even though it begins with Superman dying, of course. Uh, and there's more more fun and, and action throughout. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I think it works well continuing the story and concluding that story, but also setting some things up, like you guys said. So really enjoyed it overall. Let's get into spoilers. Um, one, a couple of quick questions I have for you guys. Uh, Travis, did, I forget, did you read The Return of Superman in the comics? You have, okay. Um, I, I was wondering, I, I didn't have any trouble with the new four new Supermen, but I didn't know how well that's because I know them. And I didn't know if that was because of that or if they did a good job with it. Uh, Zach, do you think they did a good job of establishing who all these different Supermen are and, and how they were portrayed and, and everything like that yeah i think they did a, a fairly good job there, obviously there's a little bit of confusion and i'll say i didn't read return of superman superman so i i didn't have any of that kind of like setup to get past or anything like that but or any of that setup already and i think they did a, a fairly 
fairly good job. It's a little confusing at the beginning just because there are the four different supermen. Um, but I think as we go through the story, there's some good reveals and good um, kind of exposition to explain where they came from and why they're they're acting the way that they are. Um, so I, I think they did a pretty good job um, revealing the details as we went along through the story in a in a good way. Okay, good. I wanted to, I wasn't sure how well it had been established. I know they do a good job of establishing more throughout the movie. Um, and there's also throwbacks. If you watch this back to back with the death of Superman, there's obviously lots of connective tissue. They're all somewhat established in the first film. So I I'm glad to see that for you at least it worked it worked well that way. Yeah. Uh, who is who is everybody's Travis? Start with you. Who's your favorite of the new Superman? Gotta be Superboy. I really enjoyed him. It was nice to see him in the animated scene. And also, like, just going through his journey of ha- him finding out that Lex is part of, well, he is part of Lex's DNA, like he's technically part of his father. And him turning his back on that. One of my favorite scenes in the movie was when Lex looks down at the uh, at the table and sees the LexCorp symbol ripped off of Superboy's jacket and laid there. I, I really enjoyed that, and I just liked how we see him grow from first appearance to the end of the movie. Yeah, I think I have to agree. Superboy definitely has the best arc, but I, I really do like all of them. I'd say like coolest looking steel is the coolest like character design and costume and everything. But then Eradicator is also pretty cool. And I, I really liked his like dry sense of humor. The couple times that he got to tell a kind of joke, like the, <laughs> when they're in the they're in the fortress and he's like telling superman that you have to abstain from sexual activity for a while because you're, you don't have all your power that was just that was one of the times i think i laughed the hardest during this yeah um yeah i thought i thought they were all established really well the eradicator eradicator was surprisingly fun like you said his literal interpretation of kryptonian stuff and and answering things on earth i really like that um superboy you know i thought this is the we've seen several different superboys adapted now uh, of this Connell version, and this was the most true to the original spirit uh, from the reign and return of Superman story. So he starts out as kind of a, an annoying brat type thing with uh, uh, what a kid would be like if he got superpowers. A bratty little kid kind of got superpowers, but then he did have a, a nice arc, like you said, where he grew. And I really like the scene with Lois where he was kind of apologizing for being a jerk at, st- at the start. Uh, he is only well about six months old when this starts, so I guess it's I guess it's understandable. Uh, so I liked his arc there, but yeah, Steel's Steel has always been my favorite of them. Uh, he has the heart and morals of Superman, I guess, which is the most important part to me. So I like that he really embodies that. Plus, he's just he's got he's a cool character, cool design, and Cress Williams did a really good job voicing him. So yeah, Steel's always my favorite, and I like seeing a lot of scenes with him, and we got to spend a pretty good time with all of the different Supermen. Yeah, I think they need to be applauded a bit for introducing four new Superman and like showing them us. But we still had thirty minute, thirty plus minutes of the final battle with the original Superman. So I think that they nailed it when it comes to that. Yeah, and I think that was one of the maybe the small things that I I ended this film wishing there was more with the Justice League. But then thinking about it, like you said, the amount of stuff they had to get through, especially introducing four new supermen all in this film and giving them good stories and like moments and everything and having that final battle. It's okay that there's not that much Justice League. We still got to see them and we're going to get to see them going forward for sure. Yeah, I didn't need to see the the Justice League, but uh, it it makes sense to fit them into the story how they did. And 
I enjoyed spending all that time with the replacements, if you will. And I was wondering how they would balance all of that. You know, they're introducing four new characters for the most part. And they did it just by doing it. I mean, we open up six months after the death of Superman, and then they just show them all really pretty quickly. And so I thought that was a really good job of establishing them quickly. I think we get to know all of them and their personalities really well throughout. And I like the the looks of them too. Eradicator especially looked really cool. Um, it's, it's, It's a different design, but I like the way that was portrayed. So really good job early on of establishing all of those different replacements. I agree. And I also got to commend him on making us think that the Justice League was destroyed and making the people of Earth think that. Because if those, I'll say, servants of Darkseid or whatever we're going to call the people that took the powers, uh, if the Justice League seen them around, they'd be like, okay, we need to stop this. Or if you don't see Justice League on screen, you're like, how come the Justice League isn't here to stop this? But a simple 30 seconds explains that away and you actually have uh, Lex Luthor do something positive in the end, bringing him back, which I really enjoyed that little nod too. Yeah, it was really good. They there was a lot to get through in this story, and but they did a really good job. And it's not it's the same length as most of the films, maybe a little bit a little bit longer, I guess, but um, still under an hour and a half runtime. And they've they got through a lot of story without it feeling like they were ever rushing, at least to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, if I had any nitpicks, I think the dark side stuff was mostly unnecessary and seemed like that's where it really felt like we're okay we're setting up a future film something else here i didn't think he really needed to be here i did like how he manipulated the cyborg superman and helped with his twist have helped him turn evil uh, whatever was going on there uh, but otherwise it was more like dark side you know gets a few monologues gets excited and then goes away for a while that was a little disappointing um also, I think Superman gets lost a little bit in this, in the middle part. I thought the middle part in general was a little bit weaker. I love the start and end, but in the mid part has a lot of that dark side stuff, but it also kind of goes away. I think some of that dark side stuff could have been replaced maybe with something Superman related, just checking back in with him. I know he's he's dead, but maybe you could do some way to tie it in, uh, an out-of-body experience or something like that. Some of those other things that could have adapted from the comics, I probably would have preferred um, but the, the dark side stuff did feel a little bit of a letdown. And I think Kal-El's return, the return of Superman was a little underwhelming. He's just in the ship there and says, okay, guys, that stands up and okay, guys, that's enough. It's, it, I still got goosebumps, but I thought it was a little underwhelming and could have been a little more cinematic and, and bigger. But other than that, um, those are really my only complaints about this film. Uh, do you have any complaints, Travis? I'll agree with you about the dark side complaint. I won't agree with you about having him in there because I kind of understand what they were going for because, like, in my mind anyway, dark side's been stewing since Justice League War because I'm pretty sure he's not used to losing very often. Mm -hmm. And I can just assume that he's he's been there the entire time trying to figure out a way to, A, take down the Justice League, or B, conquer Earth, or both at the same time. Because you know he's he's very peed off that he lost to like just other people. I I know you that's one of his characteristics. He wants to conquer all. So I just assume that he's tr- he's been trying to plot ways to get back at the Justice League. We find out in this movie that Darkseid was the one that sent Doomsday. We that is actually said in the movie. Darkseid says this mm-hmm. to Hank Henshaw. So that, I love that part of it. That. 
Dark Side's been stewing in his meat, stewing like just so angry since he was defeated that he's been trying to plot something, sending Doomsday to defeat Superman, which made Earth vulnerable. But I agree with you, the way they carried it out, the times they just threw him in there, I would have enjoyed it more as we found out all this at the end. Mm-hmm. Or maybe after credit scene kind of deal, but I do like the fact that it was Darkseid pulling strings, and he is—he's still concerned with the Earth's heroes. Uh, you know, they won't—he won't let—they won't let him do anything throughout the galaxy without trying to stop it. So I, I enjoyed that part of them trying to like incorporate him, but I, I'll agree that it, they didn't do it right for me either. Yeah, I, I think I can see where both of you are coming from. It again, I, I agree that like I like that he's involved in some way because it is setting up the farther the stories to come with the justice league and with dark side but it makes him seem a little a little out of character a little weaker like a kind of like a mustache twirling villain sitting in a chair somewhere which is basically his role in this movie but at the same time like the twist and the like turning cyborg superman bad it would have i think it would have been confusing to not have some sort of explanation in the film like if they had waited completely to the after credit scene to to give that explanation of who is behind it so it's a tricky thing to balance and i understand why they're introducing dark dark side and it doesn't bother me that much um one of the things i think that i i mentioned in the last review we did of death of superman is i really like rain wilson as an actor but just for some reason his voice as lex just doesn't do it for me and there was quite a few moments in this movie where it just stood out pretty badly of just kind of this really weird nasally comic i don't i don't know i don't even really know how to describe it, but it just it sounds really weird but again that's a that's a small thing because i actually liked lex character a lot in this movie it's just that his voice is kind of grating yeah i i really like rain wilson i like what lex's story in this i like lex's story but Rain Wilson does is just so different from anything animated or that we've heard from Lex before so different from other versions Clancy Brown especially so it's just so strange to hear that coming out of a classic Lex character design um but I I think I liked him more in this film I don't know if that's more because I'm more used to it or or what but uh, it, probably what it is but yeah I get where you're coming from i can see that being a little bit people being split on that because he's got such a distinct voice uh that it's strange to hear from lex full agreement with you zach full agreement i do not enjoy his voice i like uh like you said i love the story loved where his character went but it's just something about his voice i just uh, i just it just loses it for me it doesn't hurt the movie it just it just annoys me with character and with this universe we i don't think we'll see him every time so uh, it's something i can get over but yeah i'm right there with you in agreement on that i had a question for you guys too uh did you like uh i want to say his name is dan uh but uh, the fisherman guy stepping up and leading people and just Ditto. showing how much did yeah there you go uh showing how much superman affected him in a positive way did you i, I really enjoyed that i thought that was just another way of showing how superman affects the population just the people yeah i i like that part a lot from the the first movie and it, it carried over into this one as well and he's he's in the comics right oh yeah bibbo bibbo is big bibbo is a big a big deal guys uh, especially late 80s, early 90s Superman stories. Bibbo's really cool, as you can tell. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. Dan Turpin was in The Death at the beginning, if I remember right, uh, with Maggie Sawyer. Um, 
but yeah, I like that. I think they they could have touched on that. I get what they were trying to do, showing okay, Superman's gone, everybody needs to step up, and we're inspired by him. I think they could have maybe touched out. I think that's what I was talking about when I was maybe less dark side stuff. They could have done something where connecting everything where we see how the world is responding a little bit more without Superman being there and how that um, connects. I think they touched on it throughout, you know, with G. Gordon Godfrey told people to be their own heroes. Other people talked about how Superman's missing. There's obviously the replacement Superman. There's a lot of that, but it doesn't really tie together. And it didn't quite show why Superman was so important quite as much as I would have liked. I think it did a lot of that, but I think it could have tied together a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I think seeing, I mean, getting to see Bibbo in action is pretty cool. In the in the comics, he actually, after Superman dies, he actually gets a Superman shirt and goes out and beats up some people uh, with his belly and butt crack hanging out. So yeah, yeah, Bibbo's pretty cool. This this version looks like he's in a bit better shape then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's still got a belly, but yeah. Well, I guess we can go through th- go through the story here and talk about anything we kind of missed. But yeah, like I said, we get the quick introduction to all the four Supermen really fast. Uh, we get to see the Daily Planet where Sullivan, we get to see a Sullivan. Ron Troop, uh, another just cool su- Superman supporting character that is neat to see. Um, Clark Kent is revealed as missing. And then we get probably my favorite aspect of this my favorite stuff is everything going on with lois so lois is kind of out of it uh not really working she gets a visit from mon pa kent and then from that she kind of inspires gets inspired to go get back on the get back on the the horse and and figure out the story what's going on with all these replacements she exposes them i just love that you know she meets up with wonder woman she figures out superboy and steel quickly figures out the others uh lois was the biggest star from for me in this movie and uh yeah that whole her whole story was was my favorite part and i love this this beginning where she's going out and investigating i could watch lois lane and clark kent investigate all day so uh, i really enjoyed that stuff i couldn't agree more tom uh i also love the fact that uh wonder woman and lois were binding a little bit thought that was pretty cool and we got a little 70s wonder woman transformation nod there where she spun around, I thought that was a little fantastic. There's lots of little Easter eggs like that. Uh, But like you said, Lois is a driving force. When Ma and Pa can't come in and she's she's not keeping it together, that that touched me. That was a really good, nice scene. And it just shows how caring Ma and Pa can't are. And we see that again in the end when they take Connor in. So uh, I thought that was a smart idea to make, like basically tell the story from Lois's eyes. Uh, but one little Easter egg I loved the most uh, was at the end of it when Superman is talking to Wonder Woman and she says, tell Lois we're on for Friday. And he's like, world's colliding. All I could think about in the Seinfeld fans was independent George. I'll just say that and they'll know what I'm talking about. But this movie is great. And the decision to tell it through Lois's eyes, I think uh, whoever made that call, bravo. Yeah, Lois was Lois really was a standout in this film. Um, you know, I thought I was going to be most drawn to one of the Supermen or all all the Supermen like that, but like you said, it this is just about as good of a Lois Lane rendition that we get in any any movie that I've seen recently or any of the the Superman media. Uh, she's smart, she's doing her own thing, she's really independent and she is standing up for good and that's I don't know what what could you ask more from from the Lois Lane character, and like you said, I I love 
seeing the investigative work between her and and Clark. So, yeah, I really really liked uh, her character in this movie. Yeah, uh, to uh, to go along with your Linda Carter Wonder Woman spin thing, there, I also like that they had Lois and Wonder Woman getting ice cream. That's a that's a little callback. This universe is finally starting to. We've talked about this before. How they're finally starting to acknowledge the past films and tie things together in subtle ways. I love that. Wonder Woman got ice cream just like she did in Justice League War, which is from the Justice League origin comic and was also in the Wonder live action Wonder Woman film. But I just like that little stuff. And obviously, Darkseid's story continues from Justice League War. But I do like how they make those little references to this this universe. It's really starting to become a more cohesive one, and uh, I hope they do more with that in the future. I agree, and I gotta say, Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman animated movie, had a scene just like that as well, where she had ice cream. I thought that's what the uh, movie like took inspiration from that in the comic, of course. Yeah, so we get Lex's party. Lex, we find out Lex is funding Superboy. We'll, we'll just call him Superboy for easy sake. And uh, Lex and Superman combined DNA are what makes Superboy. The Eradicator crashes the party. We get the four Supermen to meet and fight really quickly. And so, again, that was all handled really fast. And then we find out there's the fortress where Eradicator's there and Superman is sleeping. The real Superman is asleep, whatever. He's just, he's not dead. He's just tuckered out. He just needs an energy bar. Yeah, that's right. Um, then we go on to the big part where there's the, the presidential press conference for the new Justice League Watchtower. And that sends in the Parademons and the Justice League disappear. Lois then finds out about Cyborg. The Cyborg is Hank Henshaw and Steel is John Henry Irons. That was a really cool scene too. Lois standing there uh, watching John Henry Irons or Steel change into John Henry Irons. I thought that was really cool. They make a joke about her being terrible at secret identities. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. And again, it shows like how smart she is that she she knew already. It wasn't a big surprise to her. Yeah, it just basically she might not be good with secret identities, but she's a darn good reporter, that's for certain. And then we get more of the dark side stuff and the manipulation of Cyborg Superman Hank Henshaw was the best part I thought of how Dark Side was used. Uh so I wouldn't have wanted to get rid of that. I really like how that showed his everything that was going on with him. Um and then we get this meeting. Everything kind of comes together. There's Lex and Lois and Superboy at Lex's place. Uh, trying to figure out what's going on with the mother box while at the fortress everybody's kind of going there superman wakes up and steel and the eradicator are all there and that's when it sort of starts building towards the climax yeah i think we pretty much uh, covered most of it uh like i said it was nice to see lex uh do the right thing for a change and also you could see even he missed actual having actual superman so i'm curious to see what effect if any this will have on him going forward yeah, I think the, the end credit showed he's joining up with the Justice League or, or something like that and going to take the fight to Darkseid on Apocalypse. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess whatever the next Justice League film in this universe is is probably going to be set mostly on Apocalypse, which is really cool. Yeah, that's, that was one of the better parts. And uh, it just gives me even more anticipation. We already have the, the movies announced that, that are coming for this year. But that just makes me just, uh, wonder what are we going to get for 2020. Yeah, and this is the part that I got really 
I'm really excited about the fact that we're we're moving forward in this universe because I think they've done these two films have done a really good job of setting up this this Superman and this continuity. And so I'm excited to see him go on big adventures with his friends in the Justice League. And that's exactly what's going to happen. I I love Lex's arc so far. I wouldn't be opposed to them finding a new voice actor, but I really like that um, the way that the story is going so far. Oh, Travis, what do you think of the return of Superman and final battle with Cyborg Superman? Uh, I enjoyed it. I liked that Superman wasn't fully powered, and basically Lois was the key. She saved him and like charged him up. I thought that was a nice little touch. And I, to your point, I wish we would have gotten Superman ripping off uh, Cyborg Superman's chest plate for us to see the dark side insignia, and that would have been how we knew he was being controlled by dark side. Uh, but we didn't get that, but I still enjoyed the fight. I thought it was good to have the other Superman helping outside. And, uh, I don't have many complaints about it. It's right up there. The DCAU is fantastic for action. And this is, this is not quite as good as the doomsday battle in the end of the last movie, but it's right up there. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good end battle. And it's, it's tricky, like in the animated films, you have the the license that you can just do absolutely anything because you're animating it. It doesn't even have to look realistic, but I think they did a pretty good job um, in this end battle, even as fantastical as it is, at making it look like something that could actually happen. Yeah, I agree. They, I didn't expect this to be doomsday fight level uh, but it was it was fun it was good throughout and I like that Lois and Superman were working together there and yeah the ending I thought it all wrapped up pretty nice we get to see the return of Clark thanks to Martian Manhunter Superman gets a new suit which looks more like his rebirth suit so I thought that was a really nice suit and we see Connor moving in with the Kents which is awesome I think it will be good for his development and so yeah I'm looking forward to see where things go from here I obviously want to see would love to see more Superman movies in this universe and with these replacement Superman as supporting characters. Um, but also I wouldn't mind them popping up elsewhere, you know, Superboy popping up if there's another Teen Titans movie or something like that. I think that's really cool and opens up the possibility. And now yeah, I'm interested to see where things go with there from here with, uh, I think this universe is ready to do some bigger stories in terms of team ups and things like that. We've now got, the just a big Justice League roster. You know, we didn't even see Shazam and Aquaman in this one, but they've been established before. We've got a Justice League Dark. We've got a Suicide Squad, a Legion of Doom, Teen Titans, uh, lots of things. So I hope we get to see some crossovers and mixes and things like that. Adapt some bigger DC stories, some universe-wide stories. Um, but yeah, more of more of that. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, I agree, and we got Aquaman in the death of Superman. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I think you was part of the Doomsday battle, but just like you said, it's just a lot to pull from. You can tie in things. You can pit people against each other. I personally would like to see the Justice League go up against the Suicide Squad at some point, or even come into a Suicide Squad movie in the third act to shut them down. Uh, that's kind of like Assault on Arkham. Uh, but like you said, there's so many options, but you took the one right for me. I want to see Superboy in with the Teen Titans if we get another movie with them. So... Uh, big universe couldn't be happier about uh, how this is going yeah it's a good problem to have that they've set up a bunch of really cool characters i want to see a whole movie with steel i want to see superboy i want to see all these characters again so just keep making more movies and i will watch them 
All right. Well, I guess that is it for our review of Reign of the Superman. Travis, where can people get in touch with you and hear you online? You can follow me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. You can drop me a line and we can chat DC anytime. I have a podcast, a small quick thought podcast on Anchor called Superhero Discussions. I just did the episodes four to six of Young Justice season three and a little preview uh, two three minute uh, episode previewing what I was going to do today, which is come on with you guys and talk about this movie. So yeah, those are the places that you can find me and you can just drop me a line and we can chat anytime. All right. Well, thank you. And I will be doing an episode on Superman confidential, not another review of random, the Superman, but I'll do uh, a comparison of the comic book arc and this movie and, and talk about some of the things where they did the same and some of the things they did differently, but should be a fun one. Uh, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.